Yay, we're live. Finally. Sorry, guys. Today has been hell. Let's get the brand into in, and then we'll be in. You're listening to the Psychic Coffee Shop Podcast Network. Well, good evening and welcome to the Mountain Bears. It has been one hell of a day. we got a lot of things going on. I've got some announcements and some housekeeping to make, and then I'm going to bring Joe back, okay? All right. So, for everyone, I have left CLS. Well, CLS has fired me. I've left them. Depending on the issue, you can debate which one it is. This is stemmed from a continual problem between me and and the owner, and at least two members of the store. One of them who was operating without a license to provide services. It was pointed out they continued to wear without a license. And the other one continued to try to squash psychic and, you know, metaphysical stuff and push herbal medicine that she's not even qualified to do. So I have left. I will not be there. Any coupon codes that you had for them, I can't honor. Um, Because for those that don't know, I give coupon codes to my affiliate stores so that they are able to get a 30% commission off of those. Yeah, she won't be receiving that. So, hi, Brenda. Hi, Ashley. Let's bring Joe back in. Welcome back. Hi, Brenda. Hi, Ashley. All right, let's see if we're still having echo problems. Talk. Oh, sorry. Are we still having the echo? Are we having the echo, guys? I don't think so. Okay. Let's hope not. Yeah. So, there's that. Hi, Mika. Hi, Ashley. Hi, Brenda. Hi, Rachel. Hello, Rachel. How are you, darling? Oh, honey, there's a lot more I'm not going into right now. I'll probably do a private video of it um, and put it out for those that are interested. Okay, so Mika's reporting back. She is not hearing the echo. So, good deal. Yeah. (coughs) So, other than leaving a position, in other news, I have gotten a new phone. Yes, Mercury and Retrograde is in full effect today. You know, fixing problems and issues. 
fixing? <laughs> it seems to be creating them. No, they're fixing them. Okay. Uh, well, I'm just saying with the phone. It was the phone that was supposed to fix one issue, and it ended up turning into a different issue. All right, but that issue is going to be easily solved, and it's probably best anyhow. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's true. So I have an unboxing video that'll go out. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys are going to see a lot more of me and a lot more of my views and a lot more things posted up. You know, supporting Black Lives Matter, supporting, which I do support wholeheartedly, Black Lives Matter. Of course, GBLT rights and issues. Pride season is going to be fun. Um, we're working on getting some guests on the show that are for this show, Mountain Bears. All right. Absolutely. Yes. And, of course, you know, my classes are going to be all virtual because of, oh, yeah, COVID. Mm -hmm. um, and even probably after that, they'll go virtual. Um, Earth Magic is a wonderful, supportive store. Um, they've been really wonderful. Um, great, great, great store to me for a while. I normally don't go public when I break an affiliation. I just move on. This one, however, it's time to go. It was time to go public with it. Well, and Earth Magic is a great place. They have been really great to us. And like though you just finished up a wiki year in a day. I did. Um, and I just posted another one. Yeah. Get ready to start the new one. And yeah, those were all uh earth magic students they had a great time and totally absolutely lovely students right so yeah it was a really good class um you know, i got set in a lot of it yep um you know so yeah it, it was it was an awesome class everyone was so sad when it ended well, you know, they can take the next one, or who knows, maybe I'll start growing another coven again. Hey, possibly, possibly. Mm-hmm. But in other news, have you guys seen this Gorilla Glue girl? Hmm. This story has so many problems. We were going to cover it, and I'm like, no, there are too many problems with this story. So for those backing up, why don't you take it, Joe, since I've done a lot of talking. Your turn. Well, so Tessica Brown, um, all, a.k.a. Um, Gorilla Glue Girl, um, took to TikTok um, after she basically, the story she gives is that she um, typically uses Gotta Be Glue uh, hairspray um, to set her hair. And she ran out and she grabbed Gorilla Glue, the spray adhesive form of it, um, and could not get it out of her hair. Um, she basically ended up taking to, again, her version, because here's what we run into with the story. Okay, so TMZ basically popped this one wide open after she'd gone viral on TikTok pop the it as a news report item um a lot of the stories are linking back to tmz that says she's gonna she's considering suing 
that she has, you know, that she spent 22 hours in the emergency room. Then there's like an, uh, uh, I think it's ET news. Yeah. Yeah. ET. Entertainment. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which they kind of like did a second story that interviewed her and she's like, I don't know where anyone got the idea that I was going to sue. Mm -hmm. I don't know where anyone got the idea. I was in the emergency room for 22 hours. It's a little confusing. Right. Um, because it totally changes the story. Right. Um, or, or at least the, the, the situation. Right. Um, like, because if you follow the TMZ reporting and she's looking at suing and she's looking at, you know, at her 22 hours in the ER and all that, um, like this, the suing part is kind of like, are you flipping serious right now? Like you're going to, you're, you're going to sue over that. Um, then you turn around and on the ET side, it kind of sounds a little more like she made a mistake. She really regrets it. Mm -hmm. You know, she regrets being becoming TikTok, TikTok famous over it. She regrets working or doing anything or being involved in any way with like TMZ. Like I don't know if that was a direct like she worked with them or they just reported it. Um, I think she worked with them. I like. It's created a lot of backlash, right. um, especially the TMZ reporting. Right. Um, the ET reporting kind of leads you to just feel really sorry for her. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that not in a like, you know, total like, you know, okay, that's totally understandable um, kind of way, but more in a like, yeah, I can understand how after all of this, you're just like, leave me alone. I'm done. I don't even want to be in the middle of this anymore. Well, and I'd say, and we had to go into this discussion because you took it as me going wrong, being wrong. And I'm like, there is no way she grabbed that to spray her hair down. And well, I have not to the... experiment with you. Yeah. Because well, I have Febreze my hair. Yeah. Well, apparently you've Febreze your hair, deodorized your hair. We're just lucky you like you haven't shot yourself in the face with a can of shaving gel. Um, <laughs> yeah. The bottle is too different for that. Well, good. As yeah. long as like Tresemme doesn't come into our house. And when I originally saw the story, the TikTok version of the story, she made it clear that she made a stupid mistake. This is what I think actually happened. She was out of hairspray. She's trying to fix her hair very fastly. She grabs a can and sprays it. It's craft glue. It will easily come out, she thinks. Gorilla glue is not craft glue. Even though it's sold as craft glue. It's polyurethane. Like you could take Gorilla glue as long as nobody's walking on your floors and shine your floors with it. This is what the doctor that did fix was able to help her remove it. Here's the problem though. Even the company didn't know how to dissolve their own product. There is that. 
Well, because it does have a number of warnings. You know, don't get on clothes, don't get on skin, don't get in eyes. Right. Hair isn't one of them. Right. Um, you know, I, uh, I, I, I'm kind of there with this. She grabbed it and was like, this won't be a problem. Like, you know, how bad could it be? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just... I know there is so much, and again, back to the TMZ reporting, that if she's suing, like, if that's true, I'm on board with people that's like, nah. No, she needs to be suing. suing. Matter of fact, her mother called and left a voicemail for Wendy Williams' show, who released the voicemail, saying Mm -hmm. that she's not suing, she's just wanting to get her hair, her head fixed. There was a very big fear um, that her follicles were to be dead because this was a month of it being on her head. That's a month's worth of hair growth. Now, granted, this is a year's worth of hair growth from very short after, you know, COVID. I've decided mm-hmm. to get back long again. Um, so, yeah, it's a very big thing. It was a very big news article. And it really triggered a few things. One, you know, I hate warning labels. Like, I, you know, it aggravates the hell out of me that my coffee, my hot coffee cup from McDonald's or Starbucks says hot, very hot. It's hot coffee. There is that. Um, now, the McDonald's case, though, now that's one that's that's kind of, that one always gets pointed out. And a large part of what was happening in the McDonald's case is that McDonald's was actually serving coffee even hotter than it should have been. Mm-hmm. Like the, the temperatures on that coffee were near boiling. Right. Um, and there's a lot going on there. Right. Um, in terms of that case, that it, it's very easy to uh, like, and, and that's where I always have problems. Is like it's very easy to sit here and, and go, God, you are stupid if you need to be told coffee is hot. Mm-hmm. But there's also the reality that instead that basically McDonald's, instead of actually wanting to fix their problem, which is they're serving super boiling hot coffee, decided just throw a warning label on it and be like, hmm, you injure yourself too bad. Right. But um, I think that there's a point when, like, my ladder looks like the sidewall of a bathroom stall during an election year. There's mm-hmm. an issue. Um, I think that there should be some levels of common sense. And I didn't <laughs> like how TMZ approached this. They were back, you know, TMZ came out of the Inquirer. Like, they were the news form of the Inquirer. Well, and TMZ's had problems for years. Like they are a tabloid. They are. They act like a tabloid. They will blow a story up. Like they'll take like this much truth, and kaboom. Um. So yeah. Yeah. Um, well, and Rachel's there too. But should coffee be so hot that you develop third degree burns on your nether region when the lid falls off? And that's kind of the thing, and, and that became like the the part of it. This isn't like, oh, it was really uncomfortable and unfortunate. Like this woman had to have surgery, right? 
and that's because of a couple that of incident. That's not all the other incidents. Right. Uh, you know, every other company now has to have this warning label. Right. Well, and some of those warning labels are preventative. Right. Like, as in, there is a team of lawyers there that go, look, before you have a lawsuit, just slap a warning label on it mm -hmm. and move forward. Now, it also becomes a question of how many of those warning labels are literally put there, not just to prevent a stupid and frivolous lawsuit, but because there's an actual issue with the product that they can get out of by uh -huh. putting a warning label. Yeah, like the warning label like the one that's up half the rail of my ladder that says, do not use metal ladder in thunderstorms. It's a very true one. Like, who missed the Ben, like the, the ben Franklin kite experiment? Did, did you miss that one? The don't stand under trees thing and the whole, you know, don't open an umbrella or go golfing in a lightning storm. Like, these are all bad ideas. Yeah. Um, and continue to be bad ideas, but I'm like, use some common sense, even if it is an accident. We hate that it happened to her. There's been some really nice. Oh, apparently, curling irons point out that you cannot use it on eyelashes. eyelashes. Really, Rachel? I haven't had a curling iron in years, but really? Well, who I... tries this? But is it more so, is it because someone did it and they're like, okay, we'll put a warning label, huh? or is it just preemptive? Like a lawyer is sitting there reviewing their product and going, just throw this in there just in case. Mm -hmm. Just in case someone like gets the concept of a curling iron and an eyelash curler confused in their head, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Uh, oh, hot air paint stripper guns say do not use to dry hair. Yeah, that'll hurt. Well, because now I'm assuming that's like my like heat shrink gun or my um, hot air rework tool. And that thing has an adjustable temperature setting that will go up to like 400 degrees. Right. Like, you could bake a cookie. Right. Just with a handheld device going on it. Like, you know, pizza that way. Effectively, have you seen that stupid little oven that you put the pizza in? It rotates. I've seen it. Basically, the concept. We don't have room for it in our kitchen, but I've seen it. Mm -hmm. That's basically the concept, if I remember correctly, is it's, it's literal just like... It's a super-powered, um, as are everything I just mentioned, um, it's a super-powered blow-dryer. Right. I well, mean, it's like we've decided the air fryer is just a hairdryer on crack. Do not well, put your hair in it. It's a hot... It is a, literally the air fryer is a hot plate with a fan. Mm -hmm. And about useless. Um... Like we like, there's some things it does well, but then there's so many others that it's like, I'm pretty sure it would have used less power to preheat and operate the oven, mm -hmm. because by the time it runs through there, like four times, mm -hmm. yeah, 
Yeah. It's just kind of, uh-huh. Like, I don't think we save time. No, we don't save time. We don't save time on a lot of things. But when I was looking at this, I'm really interested that actually the doctor was from Nigeria who was trained as a chemist in Nigeria. Mm -hmm. Like, that's his under degree. Was able to be the one to go, oh, this is polyurethane with this, this, and this. If we mix this medical removing chemical with this, this, and this, we're able to fix her. And mm -hmm. got it for free. Yeah. Now, what confused me in all of this was the GoFundMe page. Yeah. And I think that's the part that got a lot of people stumped. Yeah. Um, I honestly think that was her freaking out. Well, that's understandable to be freaking out. But Which, And she's not out of the woods yet. Right. Like, there's still a potential of long-term damage. Like, her hair could fall out at any moment from all this. Right, because they use Gooby Gone and a bunch of other products. This is the problem oh, yeah. I see in general out of this. If you have a product, you should be able to know how to dissolve a product. Mm -hmm. Which, Gorilla Glue, call up the doctor. See if he'll sell you the formula so you can sell that. Yeah, really. But now, here's the other issue with that is that creates a question about the number of ins like the the different situations in which you would need to remove like for instance gorilla glue uh -huh. and at the point she was at this this wasn't just like a little spot on someone's you know hand or you know a hand this is her entire scalp is covered in it Mm -hmm. Um, with a product that you never consider being used that way, that's kind of a struggle to sit here and go, okay, so you need a way to remove it from literally anything. So what happens if someone were to, and I'm talking about a total accident, um, you know, what happens if a baby ingests it? What no. happens if, you know, uh, like, you know, a kid gets covered in overspray? Right. Like what head happens, to toe. Exactly. What happens if, and this is very common, ladies that wear those nails, how many of you have gotten that super, that glue on your fingertips and it stays forever until it, basically you get the nail removed and also the product stays there. Um, these are things, that's why I'm saying the company should have had a formula. I I can see why they didn't. Like, I don't think anyone ever anticipated this happening. Mm -hmm. Like, I think if you were trying to, like, unstick a piece of wood from a piece of metal, they would have an idea for you. Yeah. I think if you were... But it's also a situation that with those warning labels... Uh-huh. How much does Gorilla Glue want to get in on like this situation like if they've sold you a product and you've already misused it and now you're down a rabbit hole there could be concerns that as they're trying to help you they now take liability for what happened well that's what i'm saying is there should be a corrective product on the market mm -hmm. oh absolutely now do i think in general that that should be a you know a definite uh, like here's a grant that the government should hand out freely 
um, you know, counteracting measures for common uh, household items. Like okay. you lift it, you name it, you, whatever it is, you should have, you know, a, like grant fund scientists to sit there and play with chemicals to create something that will somehow get rid of this safely, depending upon what it's attached to. Right. Because, you know, back to the, like, some kid ingests it, some kid gets hit with overspray. Right. What do you do there? They um, didn't have a, and this is what hit me, they did not have a way to remove it. The company didn't, because she contacted, you know, her sister contacted the company. The ER didn't. That was the main issue. And that is a big issue. Like, mm -hmm. if you sell a product, you should use have a product to remove it. You mm -hmm. know, if I miss-sew something, I have a stitch remover. Well, but that's kind of the point that I think Gorilla Glue also made, was their products considered permanent. Right. You know, it, to some degree, it's kind of like asking, okay, so what do I do if I need to remove permanent marker mm -hmm. from something? Mm -hmm. Like... I mean, granted, there are some ways to do that. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, you know, that's not really what Sharpie made the product for. Right. Like, it wasn't supposed to be well, a temporary. You know, you know, Savinia says, you know, that she had to use magic eraser to remove it because her son got Sharpie on the wood floors. Magic eraser is a magical thing. Yeah. But it's a total removal. Oh, yeah. Well, but I will say that most likely uh, are, those were sealed floors. That's yep. going to be my guess. But that also tells you the problem that, you know, Tessica was facing. Yeah. In terms of, you know, mo depending upon your floors, I'll throw out a guess. Yeah. Polyurethane. Yeah. That polyurethane that goes on your floors makes them gorgeous and allows you to magic eraser off some Sharpie mm -hmm. is effectively what comes in a spray can is Gorilla Glue and she sprayed on her head. Right. Um, oh, you back off this light. Okay. There we go. Sorry, guys. I know I look like the white knight from hell. All right. So no, let's have a here. I have a question. Let's take that question on. All right. So Gwen, nine eighteen seventy nine. How is my new business looking to start? Positive or negative? Let's see. Which congratulations on your new business? All right. This is a fun spread. Sit down. Take a deep breath. It's not that bad. Right now, you have a lot of responsibilities and a lot of obligations that you feel like is blocking you in. You also have some self-confidence you're going to have to work on. Of course, we know you're the high priestess. You're able to walk in both worlds. And then we have the devil card. So you've got a real passion to this, and I think it'll be very good for you. But remember to balance your labor. And we have the seven of cups, which is you will reach your goals. So if you want this business to be a success, you're going to have to put the labor in, but it will pay off. Okay. Yeah. All right. So what's next on our agenda of talking? Oh, goodness. I was supposed to have the agenda? Yeah, I sent it to you. Oh, okay. Well, that always helps. Yeah. Um, 
you know. I said I wanted to talk about Gorilla Glue and something else. Yeah. Um, that wasn't the tax plan. No, that wasn't the tax plan. No, but let's talk about the tax plan. That one was fun. That it is. That it is. So, yeah, Governor Justice has outlined in his state of state address a idea of eliminating the state of West Virginia income tax and replacing it with a 1.5% um, increase in sales tax. So for those of you not in West Virginia, you, you, you should realize we're at 7%. That would push us to 8.5%. Every single surrounding state um, is between 53 and 6% sales tax. Mm -hmm. um, so anyone, you know, doing at home back of envelope math and knows anything about West Virginia um, knows that we've already had a uh, border county problem, um, which is what it was called, um, in which um, we effectively allowed border counties for a while to address this problem, um, set their own sales tax to mm -hmm. be competitive with neighboring states to slow the number of people leaving West Virginia to make purchases and then coming back in, right. taking advantage of the sales tax um, differential. So unfortunately, you know, like while that helped, um, it, it wasn't perfect. Um, and I, I can freely say as a Mercer County resident, I was guilty of that. Um, like I will gladly cross the border for gas. I'm still sending you across the border for stuff. I know, right? Um, but I was guilty of that. Um, you know, and it was just kind of a thing you get used to doing, even with the sales tax decrease. You kind of get in that cycle. Mm -hmm. Like, sorry, I'm trying to make ends meet over here. I'm gonna. Mm -hmm. You know, if I'm in the area, which now it's an if I'm in the area, then yeah, I'm going to take full advantage of the fact that I can drive 15 minutes down mm -hmm. the road. And depending upon what I'm buying, pretty much pay for a, at least, if not, you know, save more than it costs me to get there. Mm -hmm. um, which is kind of a thing that if, you know, now on gas, it's not really that big of a deal, um, especially if you're already headed that way anyway. Yeah. Um, you know, just let the tank run down and fill up. Um, but if, for like instance, groceries, there's a conveniently located just across the West Virginia, Virginia line on 77, um, Sam's Club. Yes. And... Yeah, like quick back of envelope math, um, you know, up to 60 miles. And if you're going with an average family food budget of $340 a week, if you do your shopping in bulk for two weeks, you can drive up to 60 miles. Uh-huh. Round trip. Uh-huh. And save more or and, and at least break even 
on you know the tra the the travel to get your groceries right um so you know it's it's a thing there that's and that's kind of my point now my bigger point to this and what ticked me off on this is effectively what it's going to do is shift the uh state revenue burden to to make up for this income tax with the sales tax it's going to shift this problem for making up this revenue shortfall from people who are high earners and pay a lot of state of West Virginia uh, personal income onto the people lower on the economic scale. So if you're poor, uh, working poor, or a struggling family, this is coming straight out of your budget. Mm -hmm. Like if you're effectively spending everything you make, just to survive and try to make ends meet, you're not saving money, you're spending money. You are a spender, you spend what you make. There are a lot of people in West Virginia in this situation. You just, or would with this plan, shift that responsibility onto them mm -hmm. and it is gonna hit harder and have a worse impact than personal income tax has literally ever had on a high earner. Right. Of course, yeah. high earner. 7% on everything in the state. Food, gas. Well, gas is like 52 cents on tax. Well, yeah, gas is a totally different one, and cigarettes are a totally different one. That's its own different thing. Um, this is sales tax in general. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking this may also, at least I. my understanding is, um, I know that we do pay a lower sales tax on food. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not sure what this is going to do with that. Well, it depends on the if store. Most stores are still doing the 7% 7 now. Uh, Salva says they have no income tax in Miami, but they pay 8.9% sales tax on, on everything apparently but food. Um, mm -hmm. Oregon has no sales tax. And I'm quite sure that Oregon gets a lot of business from around the area. Uh -huh. Also, you know, and this is even a bigger issue because the sales tax, because what's going to happen is small businesses. Yeah. You're going to have to <clears throat> bump up your sales tax and they're going to raise the sales tax 1.5%. So we're going to 8.7% taxes if under this new plan. Yeah. Guys, this is terrible. For well, it, we it's a lot of low-income workers here. Mm -hmm. Well, a, and a lot of low people, uh, low-income people in general. Mm -hmm. Like you know, I, I'm like sixteen percent of the state is below the federal poverty line. Right. Not the one hundred and forty percent of the federal poverty line that gets you, you know. Or, or it still allows you to receive things like Medicaid, food stamps, et cetera. The poverty line of 12,000 some odd dollars a year, 16% of West Virginia is already functional below that. Right. Not to count the people above that. Right. Um, so yeah, you're talking about a massive effect in the state. And all of this is intended to lure in other businesses. Right. And of course, in a Jim Justice plan, that means more tourism. Right. 
which is seasonal. Yeah. And yeah. temporary. Well, it's seasonal, it's temporary, and it's traditionally low paying. Right. Know, minimum wage, minimum hours. Again, we're still sitting over here at seven fifty an hour minimum. Or did we hit seven seventy five? I never can remember. I, I think you corrected me before. Yeah, um, but seven seventy five. But at the same time, it's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, it is ridiculous in this state. It is ridiculous mm -hmm. to even be considering this because it takes away from the high earners and just puts more money in their pockets because they can afford to make a trip to Virginia or Kentucky. Mm -hmm. No matter where they're living, to stock up. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I think this is so disconnected and so insane. Yeah. Well, and now, and that's another point that I had with it is all of this is predicated on the belief that we won't hemorrhage so many sales across state line that one and a half percent will be enough. Mm -hmm. Because effectively, I'm sure. This 1.5% increase in sales tax is predicated on the idea that you're going to keep the same sales level in the state of West Virginia. Mm -hmm. But if you start hemorrhaging those sales, mm -hmm. part two of that's going to be, oh, we're going to have to increase the sales tax again. Uh-huh. And then it becomes a question of how far do you push the sales tax? And my other malfunction with this mm -hmm. is that, again, this is my idea as someone who has a driver's license, access to a fully functional vehicle, who has, you know, access to funds to be able to cross a state line and bulk buy. Then there's the problem of what about the people who can't do that? Right. You know, the, the literal problem in which you don't have access to transportation or if you do have access to transportation, then you've got, you know, a lack of funds that would allow you to bulk buy. Mm -hmm. Then we have the middle of the state, right? The literal middle of the state, um, which, you know, is very pretty, mm -hmm. um, but is not within 60 miles of any border. Right. But all of those people are trapped. Right. And then the other part of this, and, you know, Sullivan brings up a great point. This is not including the potentiality of raising prices um, as opposed to the national minimum wage of West Virginia. Well, I hate to say this, but prices have raised on an average of 3% a year. Minimum mm -hmm. wage hasn't. Rentals have gone totally up. Mm -hmm. um, and transportation is very expensive, especially here in West Virginia. Um, where there is no public transportation. What's interesting I found was that Norway has a $15 minimum wage. Mm -hmm. The average price of milk there equals 50 cents of the American dollar. Oh, wow. So this thing about, oh, minimum wage is going to raise prices. No, what it's going to do is actually make up for the, the inflation, which actually controls prices. Mm -hmm. that the minimum wage hasn't been meeting. Yeah. Well, which is, I mean, that is exactly what has happened. Um, and I, and I kind of got into this a little cerebrally um, is if you stop and think, uh, cause I looked it up in 1975, the average doctor's appointment cash out of pocket was around eight to $10. 
is what your doctor would have expected you to pay them. Your current copay, if you have copay based insurance, is going to be anywhere from $25 to $50 on average. Okay. So that just feels like we had a two and a half to five time change in the cost of visiting the doctor. That's what you feel at the doctor. But then you realize that no, 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 1975, that was the total cost of that little 15 minute appointment mm -hmm. versus the on average $104 that visiting a doctor now costs if you had to pay cash out of pocket, mm -hmm. uninsured. That to me speaks a lot to what has happened to um, minimum wage and to inflation is we have seen the price of visiting a doctor basically go up by a factor of 10. Meanwhile, what we've seen is that wages have moved from $2.10 an hour minimum wage to a whopping $7.50 an hour, mm -hmm. basically three and a half-ish times what it was uh, in 1975. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, everyone following that, that like, <laughs> mental line... Well, these are averages and based on the Bureau of Labor Statistics. Yeah. Like, Jenna wants to know where they got that average from because she's currently paying 177 plus where she's at. Yeah. So, it, but again, even if you're rounding down a little or a lot in this case, um, yeah, it's a big difference. Um, and healthcare does vary by location and by doctor's office and by everything. Oh, no, Shannon, you're fine. Um, no, I totally understand it. I thought 104 was low myself. I was like, mm, I think it's more like 150, but let's go with that. Mm -hmm. um, because it's uh, now that is an average across every single specialty, every single, you know, uh, GP every single blah 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 that is a giant average right. um and covers everything from like you went to the doctor with like cold and flu or you went to you know a specialist because you need to have a knee replaced right. sorry to call you out like that there rachel um because <laughs> i'm sure your bills are a lot higher than 104 um in terms of total cost Right. Uh, or total billable cost. Right. And that's um, just an example. It, I, I can remember paying 50 cents for a gallon of milk in the 80s. We're mm -hmm. at 2.19 currently, and it moves faster than the gas prices. Yeah. Well, because we've had that discussion that, that, like, you were horrified at the price of gas when I first started driving. Yeah. Because it was over a dollar for me. And it was under a dollar for you. Yeah. And that is absolutely awesome, or at least a good start, um, Sullivy. Um, Question. That, How much is your gallon of milk? Now, Sullivy's minimum wage, for those watching on Facebook, is thirteen sixty-seven. Yeah. 
and that is in what washington or oregon washington washington yeah yeah i want to see what i get on the milk is like these mm -hmm. are the real numbers that people start yapping mm -hmm. well now granted west virginia has long been touted as having a low cost of living that's not always true um and a lot of that has to do with a, it, it, it is in many ways based on averages. Mm -hmm. um, honestly, you're not going to really, you know, like, again, West Virginia, you're trying to live in Charleston. You're trying to live in Beckley. You're trying to live in Huntington. You're trying to live in Morgantown. You get the picture here. Mm -hmm. um, all of those areas are going to cost you about as much for a living situation as you would just about anywhere else. Right. Like once you hit a big city, which I know to the rest of the world, Charleston, West Virginia is not a big city, but for West Virginia, it is and tends to command those same high prices. Mm -hmm. Like you're not going to go find a $300 apartment in Charleston. Like, I don't think you can find a three hundred dollar apartment in Boone County. Well, you know, <laughs> like I mean, granted, now poor little me. Uh, back back in the day, I actually found and lived in two apartments below six hundred and fifty dollars a month in North Carolina. Um, and uh, I, I, let's see, is it Shannon or Ashley that's going to go? Oh my God, how bad was it? Uh, <laughs> um, I think it's actually. interesting. Thank you for commenting, Sylvia. So, in Washington, minimum wage is $13.67. And a gallon of milk is $3 <laughs> depending on the sales. Okay. So, we're paying $7.75 an hour minimum wage, mm -hmm. and a gallon of milk here is $2.89. Yeah. Yeah. See what doubling minimum wage is going to screw the price of milk that bad. Yeah, but see why this doesn't work? Yeah. That's why the economics don't work when you start looking at it and going other places are doing this. Mm -hmm. Other places have better wages. Other places have better health care. Other places have this. Why aren't we doing this? Why can't we do this? It's kind of like West Virginia has almost $2.5 billion in stimulus mm -hmm. in a slush fund called Rainy Day. Mm -hmm. Last time I checked, taxes are paid to cover government expenses. Shouldn't we be getting refunds on that? You know, not a bad plan, because I don't think 2020 could have been any rainier if it tried. And and I don't mean that in terms of weather. Um, like, th this is definitely a time to open the rainy day fund. Well, no, um, it's time for, no, for West Virginia, when they have a surplus, they should have to distribute checks back. Think about it. If I give you $100 to go to the grocery store and buy groceries, and you only spend $28, I should have some change back. Mm -hmm. Well, I think for me, it more so goes, okay, so what? what is the actual rainy day fund concept? 
Like I thought I understood, and I really would have thought 2020 is when you just like start writing checks. Just start writing checks. This is as rainy as it gets. Whatever money you need, wherever you need it, by God, we are we are writing a check for it. Well, um, in terms of like for when the government, the state of West Virginia, mm -hmm. doesn't have enough revenue to cover its expenses. Mm -hmm. Which I think if we swap out this whole personal income tax for an increased, you know, sales tax, we're going to hit that rainy day fund pretty hard. Mm -hmm. One. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, that's 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 my prediction on the situation. Because, mm -hmm. um, I mean, I'm just saying it like and it's just my logical prediction. Mm -hmm. is like, this cannot go anywhere good. Um, so yeah, that's why I put quotes around it. I, I'm not making a real prediction in terms of what you do. I'm making a prediction in terms of you tell me how else this works. Um, because like I see the line. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Now remember, this is the governor that got in trouble with the federal government because his companies did not pay West Virginia taxes. Yeah, he has a big problem paying his bills. Yeah. So he wants to pass it around to the elderly lady on $887 a month. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So in comical news, apparently there is now a cat lawyer. A kitten has appeared in court. Yes. Oh, filters. <laughs> Talk about this, darling. Oh, so the things that happen when you end up using your secretary's computer, who was last used by the secretary's daughter, and she turns on a cat filter. Um and I'm sure had a great time when she was using the computer. Unfortunately for the lawyer in question, he was in the middle of trying to connect to and be a part of a legal proceeding and was unfortunately in full cat face. Yes, and had a cat voice. Yes. Yeah, because apparently this filter had voice modification on it. Mm-hmm. Oh, can oh, I like Rachel's comment. Can we apply that filter to the impeachment trial? It would make the defense much better. Oh, that's please. only if we find a, a turtle filter for Mitch McConnell. Like every time he speaks, he needs to show up as like a, 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 a like a Sheldon the turtle. Yes, he needs to look like a snapping turtle or a reptile person. Maybe we can contact the Inquirer because they do you know photo imaging all the time. Hey, there you go. The impeachment trials, from what I have seen, and I'm trying to stay away from them, mm -hmm. the defense, I have seen better defenses for a DUI in a court case. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. you can't defend this. And what's interesting is even if they do not impeach him because this isn't a pass-fail, guilty-non-guilty thing, because of the defense argument, he can now be tried as a private citizen. Mm -hmm. So we may actually get treason charges, people. Hey, there is that. 
Um, but no, it, it well, and I think ever like there was a very good case made for for all the avenues of defense he's tried to claim, mm -hmm. or at least his defense team tried to claim, um, as being ridiculous. Right. On top of that, there were there were charges against him to which he made no defense. Right. Like he made no like his defense team made zero attempt to address the point. Right. Um, because what 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 do you do with that? Mm -hmm. Like there's nothing I can do with that. Right. Um, so yeah, it, it's it it, mm -hmm. it it it's kind of funny. It is very interesting and very funny looking at this. Um, it's very interesting to be looking at the whole thing. And Rachel points out they're personal injury lawyers. Now, there's another case that I've been following and I've been like really into, which is the Toddy Wasberg versus Crystal Ball without a Crystal Ball. I actually thought about, and I am going to probably do this Psychic Tea video called I Have a Crystal Ball to talk about this case. Okay. You know, since she's without a Crystal Ball. <laughs> but her, Toddy Westbrook has a lawyer who is used to YouTube and social media and understands what Twitter is and how to gather evidence and all that. Mm -hmm. Without a crystal brain, <laughs> he received four cease and desist letters. Mm -hmm. um, in general, hired a personal injury lawyer, and he is following none of the court rules. Like, they have 26 on paper. This is the format the judge wants to look for. This is what the format that the judge appreciates in her courtroom. Mm -hmm. Because judges have local rules, and then this is my playground. These are my rules. And you can tell he's a personal injury lawyer. He is bad at his job. Um, and I really fear for without a crystal ball in this lawsuit. Granted, she doesn't have a leg to stand on, but still. And I feel that with Trump, he his lawyers are yuck. Like, what is his name? The former mayor of New York, Rudy G. Who has dementia, I think, could be putting on a better defense. Well, Giuliani is his own disaster. Um, like, I mean... At least they showed up at the Senate, not like the Senate bar. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, well, you know, sort of like the Four Seasons uh, lawnscaping or landscaping fiasco. Mm -hmm. um, I at least give his defense team for getting him to the right place. Mm -hmm. um, however, everything after that is just kind of like, ooh. But to some degree, I, I don't know that there are many great lawyers looking to take on this case. Mm -hmm. um, I think he burned that bridge somewhere around all the lawsuits attempting to overturn the election. And the fact that uh, there were a number of you know conservative representing lawyers that got burned in that. Um, because ultimately everything they could do, um, effectively was file a frivolous lawsuit. 
that there was no basis, there was no evidence, there was no proof, there was nothing. Mm -hmm. And they knew it when they filed it and ultimately jumped in, um, you know, basically tanking their careers. Right. Um, so no, I don't think anyone wanted a round two of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think he got the best defense to te- team that he could find, right. um, which is a short list probably at this point. Right. Um, yeah, F covers it well. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, well, Rachel pulls up the rest of the, 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 the details on the Four Seasons fiasco, which was... Four Seasons Landscaping is across the street. Let me make sure I get it right. Mm -hmm. Across the street from a crematorium and next door to a sex shop. Not typically the the kind of place one expects a press conference. Exactly. Not not really, no. no. No, no. Um, what's interesting is people has been reporting that uh, Melania is disengaged from her husband's second um, impeachment trial and is bitter over Dr. Jill Biden's pub- publicity. Mm-hmm. Well, she's being a first lady. Take notes in case you ever, unfortunately, marry someone else. because we all know your divorce is coming. Mm. Yeah, I think that divorce has to be imminent. There is no way. Like, and maybe this is just the part of me that wants to think that somewhere deep, 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 deep down, Melania is like a decent person trapped and like, like tied to this thing Uh um, that is like crazy. Uh And like, she's just trying to survive. (laughs) Um, That's, that's my belief. Um, mm-hmm. I, and it may be a wrong belief, but it, it's the idea that I'm running with. Right. Um, is that she's just trapped in this, and it's like, you know, what do you what what do you want me to do? Um, like I, I'm just trying to get out of here alive. Right. Um, but yeah, I think that divorce has to be coming. Right. Um, you know, well, I, I it's probably covered in a prenup. Yeah, I think she has to finish her contract out. Um, But also, you know, the DOJ dropped the case that they were pursuing for Melania. There is that. Makes you wonder, did did she decide to, like, you know... Well, there she can't testify against her husband, but I guess she could give information that helps in the prosecution. Mm Mm-hmm. Like she can't take the stand, but she can tell them, you know, point out all the dead bodies. Exactly. And be like, and over here, and over there, and this thing, and that thing. Right now, the other things that have come out of the trial that I have found interesting is the body cam footage, and also, you know, Eugene Goodman is turning out to be a little bit more than we thought he was. We originally thought he was, you know, playing a little bit of cat and mouse with the insurrectionists to protect the Senate office. He actually flat out protected Mick Romney. Oh, wow. Yeah, 
he sent Mick Romney in a, he like caught him in the hall and said, no, you cannot go this way. Go that way. As the protesters were turning the corner. Like, but, guys, do you realize how close these insurrectionists got to their targets? Yeah. Like within well, two minutes. Well, literally, it was a very, on some levels, fortunate day. Yeah. That, and only in terms of that there were not more lives lost, more bloodshed, and that we are not dealing with a far worse situation. Um, and, and it is not by any plan or intent or, you know, it's just luck. Yeah. Pure luck. Right. Um, that that was not a bloodier, deadlier, disa more disastrous day. Right. Um, so, yeah. I, and that's a lot. Yeah. That, that's a lot to, like, absorb. Yeah, that's a lot to absorb. That's a lot to take in. Like, there are scenes of that that I can't watch because I'm like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we have not seen the end of this, guys. We realize that this is only the first trial. We still have New York that is investigating the Orange Chalupa. And we now have Georgia looking into election fraud caused by him over the phone call and seeing if they can criminally prosecute him. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's going to be a number of states. Um, now, what does concern me are the number of state attorney generals that are potentially not going to face any consequences. Um, you know, because if you remember, Patrick Morrissey was quick to hop on mm -hmm. uh, these calls to investigate election fraud. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think he needs to be tried. He needs to be charged with a frivolous lawsuit. Basically. Yeah. Um, not that, that, you know, Patrick Morrissey is a great guy any other day or, you know, hasn't done anything else wrong. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he, he's made several really bad choices right. as attorney general. Um, not the least of which was his handling of the opioid, uh, opioid epidemic and the lawsuits against drug manufacturers and how that money ended up being recovered and used. Right. Um, in fa effectively, he just threw it in a slush fund and said, hey, hey, I get to buy new TVs for my new house. And there are reports of him ordering, like, Best Buy pulled up. Mm -hmm. they, they had one delivery. No, it was the whole truck. Wonder where that money came from. Yeah. Well, because if it didn't come directly out of the settlement, then it, it it does bring up some questions. I mean, it definitely brings up questions. Yeah. Um, but, well, and a lot of that has to do with his wife and how buddy-buddy she is with drug companies. Mm -hmm. So the same companies he went after... Um, and I use that word, the, use those words, you know, lightly. Um, it was total kid glove match. Um, the, the drug companies he was going after, there were more than a few that she had worked with, worked for, or basically worked in conjunction with. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it, it's it, it was a lot of it, it was kind of a big incestuous mess mm-hmm. um, of like y'all are too close, mm-hmm. you know. Right. Yeah. So what do you think of this Justin Timberlake finally apologizing to Britney Spears and Janet Jackson? Oh, I've missed this. So what was that even about then? Um, like, what did I miss? Well, you know, Justin Timberlake and, you know, we also have, you know, was dating Britney Spears. Of course, we had the Janet Jackson relationship. Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake? Yeah, you rock was pulled off of her top oh, on the oh oh oh, oh 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 that. Sorry, I thought you meant like a relationship. No. Sorry, I was trying to envision that and I'm like <laughs> that that seems interesting. Um yeah. but yeah, no. Um I don't know, too little, too late. Like, this seems like a long time to wait to, like, start apologizing and trying to make amends over, you know, those situations. That just seems kind of meh. Right. Yeah. Like, literally until you brought it back up, I've kind of forgotten that one. Yeah. So he's apologized to both of them because, of course, the Britney documentary is out. I haven't watched it yet. Uh, I've been watching the court case. This is more interesting because if there is an over-controlling father out there, I think it is Jamie Spears. You know, he's a conservator over his daughter. He's conservator over the trust fund, over her estate. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is just not great. Mm-hmm. Luckily, the court has... Um, Denied him taking a uh, uh, takeover in the- mm. 2009. Um, now the court is not giving him, you know, ruling. Wa- ruling was a blow to the father. Experts say, "Yours not involved in the case." Said the pop star's voice in the matter is beginning to be heard. Um, the judge decided to deny um, Britney Spears' father's increase in power over her affairs, which was a rare move that could indicate diminishing faith in Jamie Spears' fitness for the role, experts say on Friday. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Well, and Rachel points out he's only doing it because Britney fans started bombing his social medias because of the documentary. Aha. Right. Aha. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's kind of in the category of too little, too late. Like, yeah, everyone's mad, and probably you know, rightfully so. Right. But it's like he's only apolog- if he's only apologizing, literally only apologizing, just because his fans are upset or her fans are upset and bombing his social media, which of course goes out to his fans, and there can be some crossover there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I can understand. I, I can understand wanting to try to like tamp down the PR nightmare. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he didn't want to be the Marilyn Manson of the pop world. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's a nasty case. Have you been following Marilyn the Marilyn Manson saga? Like the whole thing? 
like uh, way back when went to prison and all that well no i'm talking about the saga of some of his former lovers coming out and going oh no he's like sadistic into the bdsm and no i oh marilyn manson has been a hot topic for a few weeks honey no apparently i just sit over here and read you know things about like taxes (laughs) (laughs) or at least that's all i read this week apparently of course you had a good go at it like you even got to use your full resume on one of them yes i did um because it is a you know, it, it is a fun moment when, when someone who is like, you literally, I and I get it, and I typically will not engage with people that are like, you're stupid, you don't know what you're talking about, blah, 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 blah. But this guy just kept going like so far. And I don't know, I was spicy. <laughs> I was feeling spicy. Um, you know. I, and I was just like, no, nah, I'm going to let loose on this one. Uh-huh. Um, because the level of, like, I don't know, just hate kind of coming out of this dude was a little much. Um, mm-hmm. So I went so far as to, I, I clicked on his username. And I'm sitting here, you know, slapped in the face with, and I'm sure many in our audience will figure out what's coming next. The profile of a Christian veteran who is sitting here advocating, you know, in addition to telling me my degree is useless, um, advocating um, for this tax plan. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting here going, Sweetheart, I think you need to have a conversation with your pastor and maybe he can explain widow's might and, you know, least of these um, concepts to you a little more clearly because you seem to have missed it. Well, that and I think he had a conversation with his accountant. Well, that too. He was talking about, he was talking about he spent, he pays the state of West Virginia eight thousand five hundred dollars in west virginia west virginia personal income tax i am sitting here going at that level of payment you either have a crappy accountant like the worst like the worst or honey you're making decent money I get why you want to not pay income tax, um, but you're 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 still not getting the like you are more than capable of paying this if that's your tax bill, right? For the state of West Virginia, mm-hmm. like that means you're at least at least if you haven't hit a six figure salary yet, you are very close to it. And that's only if you're a sole proprietorship. Right. Like, now, if you're a W-2 wage earner and that's what you owe the state of West Virginia, again, consult your accountant. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you screwed this up. Right. Like, I, I don't get it. I don't know what you did, but mm-hmm. you screwed up. You should, like, that's a crap ton of money. Um, 
to, to owe the state. And, I mean, as a sole proprietorship, like you're making good money. Yeah. Um. It, but you know, and of course, you've got to pay in because I'm sitting here going, this has got to be a total tax liability, federal, state, sole proprietorship, federal, state, FICA, all of it combined. Right. And it's like, dude, that's not what we're talking about. The governor of West Virginia cannot change your federal tax liabilities. Has exactly. no ability there. Zero. Like, can't do it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Virginia is trying to change their marriage ban laws, but apparently the progressives are having a little reliability problems there. And I had to think on this. I'm like, hold it. The federal law fixed this. Mm -hmm. Why is Virginia having issues? But we're going to see this from the right, continuing to attack this. Yeah. Um, and it may end up being what, what what's ultimately been called feel-good legislation. Mm -hmm. As in, you know, sort of like we saw uh, many months ago, um, out of Virginia, um, with the um, uh, mask enforcement. Mm -hmm. Remember we talked about that. Mm -hmm. um, and this one like stupid little county commission or whatever made a resolution that they, you know, that no county resources or whatever would be used to enforce this. And they forbade any county law enforcement, blah, blah, blah. And then even the article went into, but they have no control over the police department. They have no control. <laughs> yeah. Like, feel good legislation it took a lot of people in an angry sitting in a room um and basically told them okay mm -hmm. you know, we'll pass it but we can't we can't enforce mm -hmm. the resolution we're going to pass right like you can stand here and applaud and be excited about it all you want to right but not actually going to change anything we we don't have that authority Mm -hmm. um, so I'm curious if, if Virginia is kind of doing that. This is one of those weird, screwed up, like either, you know, kind of an election deal so that you can, you know, jump in there and be like, oh, we supported marriage or we made, you know, these other people say that, no, we didn't. Um, I, I don't know. It's just kind of nuts. I think it's a lot of fun. Very there. much is nuts. Yeah. Yeah. And it's very much just turning into the things. Of course, you know, with the pandemic, we're seeing a lot of strains and they're actually coming. Uh, you know, sociology, Elizabeth Staffers have noticed statistics for poly relationships and that the stress level is up. Well, hello. I hate to tell these in sociology people. Some of you guys study some of the most useless information. Every relationship during this pandemic is on stress level. Mm-hmm. Well, and most definitely. I don't think anyone could not be. Um, it one it has changed a lot of the the basically like separation that couples have between mm -hmm. working from home you know, traveling, being on the road for work, um, being busy with sports and activities for kids, 
Um, but it's also for a lot of parents put them in the situation in which they are literally, you know, trying to juggle this work from home and their kids are trying to learn at home and we have to figure out who's going to be managing that from day to day. Um, that's a lot. It's been yeah. a lot. It is a lot. Um, and when you consider it's cut down on leisure activities, um, you know, it's kind of like the world's longest slumber party. Um, it started out okay. I think everyone was kind of okay in the beginning. Like, we'll buy a shit ton of toilet paper, build a fort. Um, and, you know, <laughs> like, we'll watch the movies. And, yay, I'm off work. And I, the kids are out of school. And, yeah, a year later, that that that's so done. Right. Um, I think, like, week one, that was done. Now it's just a lot of people facing the realities of, you know, <laughs> we are stressed out. Mm -hmm. Like, and there's a, probably going to be a lot of relationships, which has been news predicted, uh, or, uh, you know, as in psychology predicted, a lot of relationships that are either, that are basically rapidly mm -hmm. um, advancing toward, through, you know, what would normally in a normal relationship in a normal world with all the things going on might've taken someone 10 years to realize that, you know, their relationship isn't working all may have very well been compressed into the last year or so. Mm -hmm. Um, that, that the stress of this year is kind of the, or of last year is in the situation in general is kind of like a 10-year gauntlet of a normal relationship. Mm -hmm. Very much so. And, you know, especially with the pandemic and you start seeing different values and, you know, the socks on the floor gets a little bit more annoying because now it's the PJs on the floor or just certain habits just that are normally just like, yeah, it's that one. They get more annoying. Remember, take a breath, step away, go for mm -hmm. a car ride, whatever you need to do to maintain your sanity. Mm -hmm. All right, so mm -hmm. you've got something interesting over there on the back that's showing, and we have to, then I get to eat them. Then yeah. I get to eat them. We them. had to buy two packs because yeah. um, <laughs> I couldn't stay out of them long, like long enough. Like I did. So we have the Lady Gaga Oreos. Well, go ahead and taste test them on air. Okay, well, I've already, I've just admitted I already bought another pack because I could not wait. Like, come on, guys. So if, if you guys are, like, not buying into the hype and you don't want to hop in there and go buy them or you can't find them in your area, um, these are the Lady Gaga Oreos. Um, this is what they look like. Try to get that up there. They're, they have little hearts. They're so pretty. Um, but, yeah, these are, you know the Oreos. Um, what surprised me um, is effectively it, it is a costume. It is an Oreo in a costume. Um, this is supposed to be pink. I know it is showing up orange. It actually even looks orange in person. Like it's, it's that weird shade of pink that kind of looks orange. I think a lot of that has to do is they pink dyed a yellow cookie. 
uh -huh. someone forgot basic like kindergarten Shit. what happens when you mix colors um so yeah they're very cute they and they are tasty um here's the thing though it is a costume it is the regular cream filling it is effectively a golden oreo um they and they mm -hmm. um And you can technically order two. If you cannot find them in your local stores, you can technically order them directly from Oreo. But you have to buy two bags for $6.99. I think that's pretty cheap. Or hey, we did it. <laughs> well, we ordered them. We bought them. But also, what's even more interesting is you can customize your Oreo. You can order Oreos with a picture on them. Um, dipped sprinkles. You oh yeah. Change the. You have eight cream colors to choose from. <laughs> but they are basically the golden Oreos. Now I will say, I love me some Oreos. I'm I'm a classic Oreo guy. I've never bought the yellow Oreos or the golden Oreos. No. I was like, why would you buy golden Oreos when there's chocolate Oreos? I like these. I didn't think it would make that big a difference or like, I didn't think I would like them. I, and some of this has to do with the fact that, you know, I, I, I went to a Baptist church as a kid and like, we had Oreos, and I don't mean the Kroger brand. I mean the fake crap you get at like discount bargain basement stores. The ones that basically taste like sawdust with with like a little bit of sugar. Yeah, those. Oh, yeah, dangerous information. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is. Like, he hadn't told me that. Now I know. I, I was oblivious. I, I'm... Hi. <laughs> There's some things I need. Um, Don't have to wait. But anywho... Um, so yeah. Oh, Brenda remembers those. Oh, yeah. 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 Welcome. Yeah. Those are the worst cookies ever. But most of the time, like the smart kids, if you got the chocolate one, it at least tasted a little bit like cocoa powder and sugar. Whereas the blonde one, the, the, the cream colored ones always tasted like sawdust with a little bit of sugar. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that was my anti-golden Oreo thing is I I just couldn't imagine it. I couldn't connect with it. Like I knew what regular Oreos tasted like. They brought out the golden ones and I'm like, what? Uh huh. Who buys that? They make a great crust. Ooh, I could see that. Yeah. <clears throat> they make An a Oreo great crust that is in chocolate. Nice. Yeah. You know, to pair with something that may not technically go with chocolate. Like, like an apple pie filling? Like apple pie pudding. Ooh. Yeah, we're, like, I'm still confused. You are a big fan of this apple pie pudding, and we cannot find it. No, I'm going to probably end up going to Nabisco and ordering it. Okay. Oh, guys, this is what I find interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm finding this more and more is you can actually go to the company and order the product and skip the grocery store. Mm -hmm. 
I and I'm starting to wonder is that just like new with COVID or is that just like it's been there all along and we didn't know? And if so, are we going to Weber and getting my uh, uh, Cajun seasoning? Yes, we are going to Weber and getting the Cajun seasoning. Because, guys, if y'all haven't tried that one, I do. Uh, one, I just have to say y'all missed out. But two, I don't think anyone bought it. Um, because I've, like, we've been everywhere looking for that stupid Cajun seasoning. Mm -hmm. They have everything else, literally everything else. I fell in love with it at, on a trip to Sam's Club. They, of course, had one of their little, you know, like demo people there. Mm -hmm. um, and she had done these amazing hamburgers coated in it. And oh my God, that seasoning is so good. Um, it's just the right, it's not like super, super hot. Mm -hmm. it, it doesn't like burn you or anything like that, but it just like knocks everything up just a notch. Yep. And it's so amazing on shrimp. Mickey, you can definitely ask the weight question. You understand I'm not a doctor. Well, I am, but I'm a doctor of divinity. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and as long as you're not asking him to predict medical situations per se. Yes. Yeah, that's a legal question. Yep, that's a legit question. What you want to know? And while we're waiting for Mika, let's talk about something. Okay. So there are some things that, like networks, we'll talk about the client that called me recently, that asked me investment advice on network on cryptocurrency. <laughs> I can't do that on network. I can't talk about that on network. That's their TOS. Mm -hmm. I can choose to talk about most things. Well, and Ashley does have a question while we're waiting for Mika. Yes. Um, Ashley82696, what good fortune can you see in store for me over the next week? Well, she's in a better mood. All Sorry, right. I processed that. Yes, let's hop into our good fortune. We see money. Remember to keep it balanced. We also see you having to make some tough shortages. Remember that you can lead the country by yourself. Your husband will probably get some benefits going on this week. We also see a new passion forming here. So good look over the wall. I think you get some financial blessings. But I also feel like that your husband and you kind of work on some stuff and take care of some stuff. All righty. And Mika's got her question ready. Okay. Um, Mika22082, I'm trying to lose weight, but I'm stuck. I'm trying to figure out what I'm doing wrong. I don't eat a lot, and I've been exercising. Let's take a look here. Oh, okay. I can see what's going wrong. Mika, darling, your first problem is you're not eating a lot. You need to be eating... Because of your gen genetics, four times a day. 
That doesn't mean sit out at the table and have a nine-course meal. You need to be putting food into your system to keep your glycemic index moving. The other problem we have here is, yes, you are exercising, but I feel like the exercise you're doing isn't benefiting you. Here's an example. I have great legs, so I can hit that treadmill, and I can do nine miles, and I can hit that bike, and I can do another four miles, and I will lose no weight. My leg muscles are already developed. But you put me on a weight bitch and I have to lift weights and, you know, do the upper chest area. You know, pec day is terrible for me. Mm -hmm. This is the same situation here. Your body is, you're developing one side of your body and it's already developed, honey. You got to work on your weaker side. Like my core sucks. So when I go to the gym and I'm working out, I do that chest bar thing a lot to work my ab muscles. Also, I'm being, I want to talk about your water intake. Are you taking in enough water and good water, not crappy tap water? Crappy tap water just adds chemicals to your system. Good water, good, healthy, live, living water. If not, you need to increase that. Okay. Well, we wish you a lot of luck, Mika. We really do. Yes. Um, we know it's hard, and we know it's especially frustrating when you're doing the work, but you're not getting results. Mm-hmm. Um, that is always a slap in the face. Right. And we've hit that. From uh, Sorry, Miles or she? Oh, dear. Someone's going to piss me off. <laughs> too late. Um, but no, that happens all the time. I've hit it when I've lost weight. I hit it a lot, and it's just changing it up. Well, on the flip side, I'm the human weight yo-yo. Um, I like I lose weight without intending to. I gain weight without knowing how it happened. Like, I can fluctuate 20 pounds in a week, um, 50 pounds if it's a really bad week. Um, Like, I just keep a closet full of clothes and just accept this is my body and this is what I go through. Yep. Um, And and just this is what it's going to happen. It's, you know, I don't understand it. I wish I did. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish that for my body, there were like a magical, like, oh, this is what's going on. Um, but I haven't found it yet. Yeah. It's like all the same food, all the same choices, all the same things. Yeah. And 20 pounds. Right. What did I do? <laughs> what did you do? You stressed and thought the world was ending when all it was, was, a rainstorm. Well, there's that. Yeah. Oh, what am high anxiety? You're always high anxiety, honey. Very true. All right. Well, guys, it's been a great show. It's nice hanging and chatting with you guys. Mm-hmm. We want to thank our baristas because they are our loyalties. 
They really do brighten my spirits, my days. Now, Baristas, your magazine is out. We'd love to hear what you think of the new format. Hope you're enjoying it. It should be mobile friendly. If it's not, let us know. We'll work on that. Um, and of course, that is on the private barista site. We also have a private Facebook group for our baristas that can actually suggest stories, get taken in, get private videos, and get certain blogs um, and different articles. And we're always adding benefits. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And definitely trying to make sure, like with the newsletter incident, that um, you know you're getting your content and you're enjoying it, and you're getting it in ways that really work for you. Right. So. Absolutely. Oh dear, Mika can't view the magazine. Oh no, we'll have to work on that one and figure that out. Um, so we do want to thank Beverly Walker, Mika G, Kathy, Mary Winfield, Brenda Bryant, Ashley, and Ashley Guest. If you'd like to find out how you can support the show or find out more about us, please visit pcspnetwork.com. And have a great night. We will see you Thursday. Ah, okay. She's having a username issue. Good deal. Good deal. You will right. see, you. see you soon. See you soon, Mika. Grab me in the group and we will work that out. Absolutely. Good night, y'all. Good night.